0: Do you want something more? More meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences. Do you want to make a difference? If you said yes, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people through one of the most important decisions they ever make. The purchase or sale of their home can be both rewarding and lucrative. Exit Realty has a revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology that provides you with the tools you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call me today, Mimi UBanks, your country realtor, at 843-730-3327. That's 843-730-3327. Or visit exitlowcountry.com slash join exit and make your exit today.
1: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is What we do So if you're out there Making things happen With your family For the generations Yet to come Our word teaches us To leave a legacy To leave an inheritance For our children Our children's children And so forth and so on We want you to put a hashtag On that thing That says that you are Legacy building Because that is what You are doing You can find us on Facebook YouTube Anchor FM You can also find us On Instagram At our website Show.com. You can catch us in a number of different places On your favorite podcast applications We appreciate you listening Please share this content With your friends, your family, your co-workers Even those in your groups Your church groups, etc. guys Because sometimes the message and the word That we are speaking here today is for you Sometimes it is for someone else that you know Again, we appreciate you listening Let's get started Good morning, good morning, and good morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I'm your host, Colvin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group, in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, this is like the culmination of a number of shows. we just been kind of over here just kind of mixing this thing up. And guys, I want y'all to, first of all, I want you to make sure you grab your pen and paper because you're going to want to make some notes, but I also want you to make sure that you pay attention To today's show. So for our listeners from one end of the low country to the other, from those from around the world, guys, hold on to your seats and your socks because we're going to have a great time today. All right. So many of you have been tuning in. You've been sharing with us this journey of educating people on not only the benefits, but numerous ways to invest in real property, whether it be your first home, whether it be your first rental, whether it be your first apartment building, apartment community, storage, whatever it is, we've been doing and covering a number of different facets of real estate investing to demonstrate to you how diverse and how opportune it is in this space. But we'd be remiss if we didn't bring you back to and give you the baseline reality. So today, guys, I'm super excited to have with us none other than Scott Royal Smith, with Royal Legal Solutions. Scott,
2: how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Corin. Blessed to be here. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So if you don't mind, I know what you do. So tell our listeners, if you don't mind, give them high-level overview about who you are and what do you do?
2: Yeah. So I actually bought my first piece of real estate while I was in law school, a transmission and auto repair shop, and I bought it for $10,000 in back taxes and flipped it to graduate from law school without any debt. And as I was working uh, as a litigator suing insurance companies, um, after I graduated, I continued to invest in real estate until I was making more money in real estate than I was being an attorney. And then I left to just do real estate full time. What I realized pretty quickly was that the stories that everybody told us about financial freedom were mostly lies. They told us that once we had all these assets, then all of a sudden we would be free. And the reality (laughs) of the situation is, is that you get then to have dependable income. But then there's management of the income. There's protecting the income using asset protection and holding it anonymously. There's how do I pass this down to my legacy and my heirs. There's all the insurance needs that come with it. There's all the strategic planning that you have to do around taxes, as well as different exits to your portfolio and how to strategize around those. And so what I found was, is that what really happens is that you just trade one job for another unless you have a team. So I spent years building my own team so I could have the money and the time freedom. And now my company, Royal Legal Solutions, takes that team. And so we've expanded it now to about 30 team members to help a select group of real estate investors and investors and entrepreneurs be able to accelerate their path to financial freedom and time freedom by leveraging the practices that I built for myself. So now my life is mainly doing things to attract people that want to have true freedom with time and money and teaching them here's the best practices about how do you do that as an integrated holistic system with a team that I've personally trained. So that way I can do fun things like I'm about to go do now is I'm about to go spend a month and in, with indigenous people in the rainforest with called the Iwanawa tribe because it's something I've wanted to do for years. Mm-hmm. And I know my company is going to run perfectly smooth with all the people we're helping in the meantime. And those are the things that I now teach on is how can you have this kind of lifestyle and how do you really get to true freedom?
1: It's funny, you know, so I'm going to take you back a little bit, Scott, you know, previous show that we did, you know, I was um, interviewing um, a gentleman who went from managing or acquiring apartment communities to acquiring and managing, you know, storage facilities and, we joked in during during the show that he got rid of the people but kept the stuff. Right? The reality is what everything you just talked about is that there is liability in all of it, and you figured out you put together a system to help people to navigate that liability successfully. Because, like you said, most people believe they're told that with property comes freedom, and there's some changes, but it may not necessarily be the freedom that you think that you're going to have. So. If you don't mind, Scott, kind of tell us, you started early. So kudos to you, my man, you know, straight out in law school, doing your first property. Or what did you learn in those early years that really kind of influenced what you're doing now?
2: Well, one of the things that happened to me really early on was that I had a friend of mine who lost $3 million in real estate from a single lawsuit, and he was very well insured. It really shook me because what everybody had told me to that place is like, hey, if you have good insurance, like you have nothing to worry about. And what I learned was like, oh, no, insurance really is partial protection. It's your best first line of protection. But insurance companies are profit seeking corporations and their Mm -hmm. job is to collect premiums and deny coverage. And that's how they make money. So if you really want to establish durable freedom, right? Not just short term, but you want to make sure that once you're out, you never have to go back into the system then you have to do things. Uh, you have to do things like asset protection. And then you have to ask yourself questions like, how do I make sure that like my assets are going to be anonymous? So that way people can't find out what I own and stop lawsuits before they start. Mm-hmm. How can I create a structure that I can afford um, to mm-hmm. have an infinitely scalable type of protection structure? So if I get sued, I lose little to nothing from any lawsuits. And uh, And that's really the first steps to be able to have that type of true freedom? So,
1: you know, this is a question as a real estate professional that not only that, you know, I get as a question, but sometimes I'm really asked to advise or sometimes we take a little bit of liberty to spur the question um, from the consumer. But as a property owner, should you purchase a property and divest it individually or should you do so under an LLC or corporation? So you set up an entity to hold your property.
2: Common question. And the answer I always give to that question is that there's an appropriate level of doing the right things, no matter what stage of the journey you're on, right? Mm -hmm. What's very important is for you to learn how to do the mechanics of making money and the mechanics of wealth. Making money and wealth building and entrepreneurship are actually boring. They're intended to be boring. If you just do the best practices and just follow the playbook of people that have already done this repeatedly, like we've worked with over 2,000 clients over the last eight years in all 50 states in real estate, then what happens is you realize, oh, well, there's really cool things you can do. Like I can establish a series LLC in Delaware, Texas, Nevada, or Wyoming. I can use that series LLC anywhere in the country based on the full faith and credit clause of the US Constitution, just how people use Delaware LLCs and use them everywhere. And then I can manage everything through a single bank account, a single EIN number, a single set of books. And because of the, the how series LLCs work, I can essentially create an unlimited number of LLCs on my desktop for free, which means I can compartmentalize every asset with no additional cost or complexity to my finances or to my banking. So there's these like tricks that come into it about how do you do the things that the really wealthy people do? But you do it in a level that the average real estate investor, the person that has between you know one and 20 properties, and that's looking to grow and looking to get to that next level or is able to do efficiently and effectively. And those are the things that I always look for when I'm looking to hire professionals or vet and say, tell me the thing that's not. Hey, do I need an LLC or not? Because great, well, you're in the business of selling LLCs, so you're going to tell me whatever it is. that's going to sell me LLC. No, no, no. Tell me about how does this actually map to the ultimate goal that I want to? To say, hey, I want the durable financial freedom. I want to save the most money. I want taxes. I want it to be able to be able to pass to my legacy, my heirs. I want to know that as I change assets, how is this going to change with me? And those are the kinds of questions. That tell you about the people that like oh they actually do that business they don't just like advise on that business. Mm
1: -hmm. That one's massive right there because you're right. What I did know is some of the other states, Delaware, you know, I was definitely familiar with, but you know the other states that that you can do this you know under because what happens is and and I so for example I don't know this is the same in in other states when you go to you know sell dispose of a property, but if you have a, a property in an LLC in South Carolina. And you divest, you sell that property, that is the only asset that was in the LLC. So you have to report that. Some people just sell the LLC versus selling the property, which then allows them to just transfer the interest and the property never changes, which means you don't have to update, change deeds, just the ownership of the LLC changes. So, as a thought process and as a question, have you seen that take place? And do you advise, or let me phrase that. I won't get you too far into it to advising, but what what I can speak to that. So what's your strategy on something like that?
2: Yeah. So there's the acquisition of at new assets. There's the current assets. And then there's the disposition of an asset that you want to sell out of your portfolio when you realize, hey, I can get better cap rates or better cash flow if I reposition that money into a syndication investment or to um, some other type of one-off deal that I found. So Mm -hmm. any current assets or new assets, What we typically do is transfer those into land trust, which are anonymous revocable grantor trusts with an attorney listed as a trustee. And this is how you're able to hold the asset anonymously with everything flowing to an attorney and all that information is then protected by the attorney client privilege. And so you can get the best financing rates when you do that that way, because you're getting the financing underneath your personal name, which is the conforming loans. And then you transfer that asset into a land trust, which is protected by the St. Germain Act. So they can't accelerate the note or have a due on sale clause come in. You get the best financing. Now you're owning the asset anonymously. If you have it inside of a series LLC, then you have compartmentalized that asset to make sure that if that asset is ever sued, you only are have that asset at risk. You're not at risk and none of your other assets are at risk. And when it comes time to sell, you simply have to look at what are going to be the terms at which you want to sell. Do you want to sell the LLC in entirety, that child series of the series LLC, or to the land trust? Or do they need you to sell the asset directly to the individual? All of those things are actually handled after the fact, depending upon what the financing or the buyer's situation is. And so all of these situations are very circumstance dependent on what's going to be the most efficient and effective solution at any given time. All of these things work. They all depend upon the circumstances, and I think this is where it really plays to have good partnerships with people that are very experienced, either inside of your own real estate network that works with that kind of assets, or with companies and professionals that do it day in day out and have seen so many transactions to know here's the efficient and effective tax solution, as well as operational meaning can you actually get the deal done without absorbing tons of fees and tons of time?
1: That's the challenge right there, you know, Scott, in getting people that know. This know that bringing them all together. Sometimes we don't think to explore beyond, and we don't think to to look beyond what is right in front of us to make sure that we're looking at this from different angles. We got to think it through. Um, as I was um having a conversation actually earlier that we sometimes well I know sometimes we need to critically think. Or you, know, you want to get into real estate investing? Yes, it's it's attractive because you know everybody is glitz, glamour, and glory, but nobody tells the other story. And so that's what you have the experience in and sharing, quote unquote, that other story. You may mention a friend that had exposure on a property I and mean, in turn had a, a significant loss. What other situations have you encountered that are along a, a or similar to that as far as where risk is actually prevailing? Let me say it that way.
2: Yeah. So the worst thing you can do is own assets inside of your personal name these are a lot of times where we see is people get popped the worst, right? Because it means anything that happens at any one of your properties, a car accident that exceeds the limits of liability of your car insurance policy, any deal that went sideways on you that you personally signed for, doing business and owning assets in your personal name is the worst possible thing you can do. Because that means if any one thing goes wrong in any area of your life, everything that you have is exposed. So yes, it's the cheapest way to be able to operate But the question that always comes into my mind is what is the real goal? If the real goal is to become wealthy, right? then what you need to do is take risks off the table so that way you're making sure that your focus is always able to stay onto the wealth building components. You don't get bogged down with a bunch of nuisance work. You don't get bogged down with random events that can happen in life you want to put yourself in a position to be able to say, I don't really care what happens because whatever happens, I've already prepared for it. I already know what's going to happen when this event comes up. And I already have a team of people that I can tap into to be able to handle that situation so I can go focus on making more money and accelerating my path to freedom. And so after that, the only thing you really need then is a team of people in a system that says, great, can I take all of these risks off the table? Do I not have to go figure out a bunch of other stuff that I can be taught it and go into a best practices system? And then only thing I have to focus on is, is making money. So Like my friend who lost $3 million from a single lawsuit, we have these pop-up for people that hit us up and they're like, oh, I I just got sued from this one thing and it was a $50,000 judgment. And now what they've done is placed levies on my bank accounts. They put um, liens on my properties that I own and I'm not able to sell them now. And what they do is the legal system from the people that know how to use it on the attack side Is heavily weighted to put an extreme amount of pressure on you to pay them off. It's basically one large extortion scheme that comes into it from what these attorneys do. So, what I've dedicated my life to is actually working in the reverse. It's saying, yeah, I used to play that game. I know that game. That's what I did professionally. And now my focus has been on creating a company that says, well, let's take all the things that I knew from that and let's be the worst possible person to come after. Mm-hmm. Who would have the best protections in place and be the worst possible target? So that way, if lawsuits come up in your life, you just don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what we call becoming bulletproof, bullet, becoming bulletproof to lawsuits. Mm-hmm.
1: I, what I just heard in what you started with there, Scott, and it's it's funny, I, I had to laugh to myself because I literally just said this again a little bit ago. I'm a Simon Sonic fan. Start with why, both start with why. I talk about that with my folks. And like you, so where you went with that, where you began was, if you're looking to be a real estate investor looking to invest in, in a business or whatever, why are you doing it? What do you want to happen from it? Why? People start with the what. The uh, I want to invest in real estate. I want to be a business owner. I want to this, I want to that. That's the what you want to do. Why do you want to do it? Because that why is going to carry you through. But also that also help should help you build the strategy, the process is for you to achieve that so you don't end up trying to accomplish a particular what, but you actually accomplish your actual why. Why are you doing it? If you're looking to be create wealth, build a legacy, quote unquote, you know, that dream of, if you will, of freedom. Like you said earlier, we just trade one thing for for another. You've been doing this. You say your company, what, for about what eight? You said eight, about eight years. Eight, eight years. years. Okay. What is the most Outlandish situation that you can share.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we had a situation where uh, with a client where she uh, sold a property. Um, she sold a property that she intended to flip, and then there was an email exchange back and forth, and the and it was ambiguous from the email exchange whether like all of the plumbing in the house had been replaced or just the plumbing that was underneath the house that was replaced. It wasn't very clear, but. There was the sale of the property that happened. And then fast forward three months later, the buyers are on vacation and there's a plumbing in the upstairs that sprung a leak and it caused $75,000 in damages to the house. Immediately, what do mad people do? Mad people want to go ahead and sue somebody because they don't want to hold the bag on it. And guess what? They're happy to lie about it, which is why it doesn't matter whether you're honest or not in the way you do your business because you're dealing with somebody that's mad right? And mad people aren't rational and they'll lie or do whatever that it takes mm-hmm. to be able to make sure they're okay. So this particular client luckily was using a series LLC. So the asset was sold out of the series LLC and it had no other assets in that child series. And the communications from my client went through an operating company. Operating companies don't own anything, but they do everything. Whereas mm-hmm. asset holding companies own everything and they don't do anything. That's the nature of those two company styles. And everybody should have both, in my opinion. But her communications on the email were from her operating company. Her with the the bullet point on the bottom, it was from her LLC. And her as a manager of that LLC that was making the communications. Mm -hmm. When the attorney came to her and ultimately to me, because we handle all of the litigation and quarterback all of the litigation for all of our clients, we typically have about a lawsuit a month that I'll handle you know, I was able to sit with the attorney and just explain to them like, hey, this is the structure. This is the protection structure that's put in place. Here's the LLCs. Here's where the communications are made. You're not going to have a cause of action that's directly against the client because the communications came from the LLC. You could try to sue the child series of the series LLC that was the owner of the property that sold it to you. However, it's compartmentalized. There's no assets there and all of the cash from that child series has already been distributed. So there's no assets there for you to seize. So we'll actually just give you a judgment if that's what you want, because you're not going to be able to enforce it and to be able to get anything. And that lawsuit got dropped. And this is typical. This is typical when you put the right protection structures in place that you arm yourself with such a strong defense that it it dissuades the enemy's desire to want to fight. It becomes much too timely and expensive and laborsome for them to try to pursue you.
1: So, you know, I'm going to take what you're saying, Scott, kind of and, and scroll that around a little bit, because like what you s- stated in there is that when people are angry, being reasonable, it just goes out the window. So in that situation, as, as a buyer, that buyer, I would imagine either had, should have had or taken the time to inspect the property, which means that there should have been some degree of inspection to understand what the condition of the plumbing was. If the issue was even related to plumbing, if they went on vacation, one thing that we tell people, you leave the house and go on vacation, shut the water off to the house. (laughs) I
2: think these are very practical things that people should do. And I think what I'm positing is a little bit more dramatic. What, what What I'm positing is the fact that if you know how to use the legal system to protect yourself, you don't care what the facts are. Right. It's that okay. like the mere preparation and the mere tools that you've used on the legal side tell you, say, it doesn't matter to me what the facts are, what people are alleging or what they're lying about or whether it was a representation about whether the plumbing was replaced or not. And so it's, no, we already have enough built in that by using the process of understanding how real litigation really happens, that you're in this uh, class of people, which is the top one tenth of one percent. And what my company focuses on is how do you take those types of strategies, that type of tax and financial sophistication, that type of estate planning, and offer it to the average real estate investor?
1: So that is a very good place, Scott, for us to drop your information. How can people get (laughs) in contact with you right there? Because you just said a mouthful, man.
2: Yeah, my man. So it's the, really the best thing to do is to go to royallegalsolutions.com and then watch the video that we have at the top of the page. It's my best education that I put forward uh, that goes into much more detail about how do these things work holistically between asset protection, estate planning, tax, your portfolio and investing. How does it all have to work together? How do teams work to be able to support you in that? That video is the number one thing to watch. And if that excites you after you watch that video, then I would recommend reaching out to the team because we have 11 ebooks, 2,000 hours of videos, full-blown courses that we give away, everything for free on the information front. The only money that we ever want to take from you is when you say, hey, listen, I want you to go build all of this for me and train me in on how to use it because I want to accelerate my path to financial freedom and I want this all done for me. Mm -hmm. To essentially make you... A CEO of a wealth building company that we're going to build for you and train you how to use. So at the end of a year, you have the top one percent, one tenth of one percent of education on what the absolute elite know and understand to be able to accelerate their path to financial freedom. And it all just starts with going to royallegalsolutions.com. And watching that video that we have at the top of the page. And if you're interested, maybe looking at a couple of testimonial videos that we have from our clients or joining into our group coaching calls where our clients get together every week. If you even want to meet some of the people there, but just royallegalsolutions.com, check out the video. And from there, we'll be able to help guide you through whatever steps you need.
1: So, you know, Scott, while you were talking, actually, I went to the website, pulled it up. So, our listeners, guys, y'all go here. There's a plethora, there's a wealth of information there. Um, guys. So please make sure you go there and plug in. So Scott, my final question for today's show, we've had amazing, amazing time today. Takeaway. No, if you had a nugget to drop, I mean, like on my people, like this is what you need to take away from today's show. Can you share what that is?
2: The biggest thing that's made the biggest difference in my life is actually making scary decisions. Yeah. And most of the time, how I know this is a scary decision for me is because it keeps coming up, right? And it's in the back of my mind of, oh, should I be doing something to protect my assets? Should I be doing something to make sure my family is going to be protected? Should I be doing something on my taxes? Should I be doing something with like, what types of deals should I be looking at? These are how you know that you have what I call, they're like mental vampires. They're sucking your energy away from worry. The thing that's keeping you from taking action on those is fear. It's fear that you you don't know enough or fear that you're going to get taken advantage of or something like that that comes with it. The intention that I'd love to sit with everybody is to find the people that you can trust and go take action. Even if it's scary, just do it. Once you start taking action, the fear goes away because you start to have a new experience of what it is to learn and to change your mindset around it. If you sit in the fear, you will constantly be dragged down by worry if you take action, even small action, as long as it's deliberate, you're going to find a path to freedom and a path to peace and a path to security of knowing that your future is going to be what you want it to be. So just take action right now. It's so simple. So I say just go to the website, just watch the video. If that's the only thing you commit to, fantastic, because at least you've done something to be able to get yourself onto the path.
1: Scott, thank you so much for that. That right there, we always talk about about mindset on this show, um, about the action that we should take and the inaction at times that we embrace. So thank you so much for that. For our listeners, guys, we have reached um, the end of today's show. Scott, I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the Exit Strategies radio show family. Thank you for your time today. It has definitely been a wealth of information, um, not only for our listeners, but Um, Also for me, so that we can continue to share this message with our fan base. For our listeners, guys, you got some good nuggets. You got some jewels today. I want you to take this information and apply it, utilize it so that you can expound upon your legacy that you can build and create just for you and your family. Guys, y'all know how I feel. Y'all know how I say And what I say, and I'm not going to disappoint you on this day. I'm going to tell you, I love you. I'm going to tell you, I love you. I'm going to tell you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.